Okay, so hi everybody, my name is Dustin Pischel, and today is episode of The Chatting Comedian. I'm joined with my, with the guest Tim Young. Tim is a stand-up comedian, author, and host. Tim has a dry boy stand-up comedy special called Crazy, called Crazy, Crazy Mix-Up, is it? Or, no, Crazy Transplant Mix-Up. No, it's called, um, God, you know what? I can't even think of the name of it right now. Oh, <laughs> okay. Hold on, second. I'm going to have to look it up now. Hold okay. On. It's called, hold on, hold on a second. This is sad because I haven't done, I, I've done so little comedy this year that I'm starting to forget my own act. Oh, have you at least written jokes or no? Yeah, of course. I write stuff down all the time. Yeah. It's called, uh... Uh, what world is this? I think that's what it's called. Oh, okay. But there is a clip up. There's a clip up that's called "Crazy Transplant Mix Up." Okay. That's probably what you're meeting. That's the first clip that comes up. Oh, okay. Tim has also been seen in Fox News, The Washington Times, The Washington. Let me stop you there, Justin. Let me stop you there, Justin. Okay. This is a big problem when people are researching me on the internet. I have a unique issue. Mm-hmm. So when people Google search my name, I think my website comes up first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the, the other person that comes up, there's two Tim Youngs mm-hmm. yeah. in this world. There's more than one. There's more than that. Mm-hmm. There's two Tim Youngs. One of the Tim Youngs is on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And he he bills himself as a comedian, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think you'll find any clips of him online. There's no mm-hmm. comedy clips of him. He just mm-hmm. has a big Twitter following. Mm-hmm. So... He's the one who's billing himself as, he's got a big Twitter following, mm-hmm. but he is, the, he's like, he's like Bizarro to me. He's like that. Mm-hmm. We're very, very different people. Oh, I thought you were so, the same person. Not the same person. It's two different people. Oh, I thought you were. Oh, I thought you were the same person. So. Yeah, it's a, mis- it's a common mistake. Because when I go to a club, so I'll always ask the club to promote my website, mm-hmm, which is yeah. timyounglive.com. Mm-hmm, yeah. So he owns timyoung.com, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I had met him actually a long time ago. I tried to uh, I tried to buy Tim Young mm-hmm. from him, yeah. timyoung.com from him, mm-hmm. but he wouldn't sell it to me. This is before he was like doing Twitter or anything mm-hmm, like that. Yeah. In fact, he used to he used to come to shows of mine in Baltimore. That's where mm-hmm. he lived. And we'd meet and say, you know, we talked a couple of times. But he wouldn't sell me the website. You own your website? Mm-hmm. Um, I have a website, but um, yeah, I have a website. Is it yourname.com? Um, no. Does someone own that already? Um, no, I haven't started one. I used to want to own like a comedy blog, that so it was like crazycomedyblog.com. I started that a while back, and um, but what have but I sort of stopped posting on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, my advice is if no, you have a you have a, like a unique last name, mm-hmm. so yeah. it's unlikely that someone has your exact name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you if you have it, you might get together with your parents and say, "Hey, can you mm-hmm. buy me this domain?" Name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Buy the domain. If your if your name as a domain name is open, mm-hmm. get your parents to buy it for you for Christmas or something. Oh, okay. So um. Because it, once it's gone, it's gone. Anyway, so that's the Tim Young, mm-hmm. and then later on, so. After I met him at shows and stuff, later mm-hmm. on, he decided that he's going to be a comedian. Like, he wants mm-hmm. to enter comedy. He mm-hmm. wants to try to do yeah. comedy. 
So he starts billing himself as a comedian, and you know, he's like more, he was like more a beginner comedian at that point, and I've been doing comedy for 15 years at that point. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had agents, and I had, you know, people knew me inside the business. I wasn't famous, you know, I wasn't hugely famous, but people knew me inside the comedy world. Mm-hmm. So, um, but he, he tried anyway, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So he, mm-hmm. I think he tried as a comedian, it didn't mm-hmm. have much success in the mm-hmm. stand-up comedy like mm-hmm. club world so he made an online presence for himself and then he wrote some articles for some mm-hmm. people and then he then he made a twitter and got a big twitter follow okay and he builds himself as a comedian but so we're both we both have the name tim young but he's he's something else oh i, I thought that you looked like him though so i i thought that um that thing oh, really? yeah on dry boy that was just uh, that was just him without a beard. No, no, so listen. I don't mean to keep interrupting you. I want to I mm-hmm. just make yeah. this clear. I, dry, the dry bar comedy is mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. special. That's me. Yeah. For sure. The one with the glasses and the green shirt. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. In fact, any clip you look up on YouTube where Tim Young is doing stand-up comedy, mm-hmm. as far as I know, all those clips are me. Mm-hmm. You won't find a clip of him doing live stand-up. Yeah. It's not really a live stand-up. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a Twitter... He, he's on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> so if you type me into YouTube or you type mm-hmm. me any video you see, mm-hmm. it's going to be me doing live stand-up. Okay. So yeah. um, what's the worst heckler you have ever had? <laughs> You know, it's funny is I, I listened to your episode yeah, last week yeah. with Dana, and, and uh, that's funny. It's a, it's a funny question because yeah. have you ever had a heckler? Have you had a heckler yet? Um, yeah, so I did this joke about how I have autism, and then the comic that, like, went up a few spots after me was, like, said something like, stupid autistic kid or something like that. Oh, another comedian? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. That's a no-no. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, so he won't last very long. Yeah. Don't worry about him. Mm-hmm. Um, so hecklers are funny, you know. I I I I am very interactive with the audience. Mm-hmm. More even more so now than I used to be because uh, I don't know. It just became more fun for me mm-hmm. to interact with the audience. So I go around. I ask questions of the audience. Mm-hmm. I ask them leading questions, mm-hmm. and then I kind of good naturedly make mm-hmm. fun of people. Mm-hmm. You know. So I actually, I shouldn't say this because the universe will curse me, but I like hecklers mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. Because usually a heckler is drunk, for one. That mm-hmm. means they're impaired, which means they're not mm-hmm. very sharp. Yeah. Which means if you, if, you, if you ask the right questions of a heckler, then usually they make fun of themselves. They end up saying something really dumb. Okay. So if you're just patient enough with mm-hmm. a heckler and you give them if you give them the floor, in other words, mm-hmm. no, never, ever give them the microphone. Never, yeah. never, ever relinquish your microphone to anyone. Mm-hmm. That's the number number one rule of, of comedy club. Never give up your microphone. But okay. if you give someone space to speak, mm-hmm. they, don't really want to, they don't really want to speak. They just want to blurt out and interrupt your act. And stuff. Okay. If they really start speaking, they end up saying something. Okay. However, however the worst tackler I had wasn't just speaking he he wanted to one of the worst this is one of the worst i was at the comic strip in new york city and new york city can draw some you know it's 
tough customers and stuff like that. So you get used to like dealing with people with a New York attitude and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But usually people are good natured about it. This guy, I think he wanted to be in the mafia or something. Mm-hmm. Or he was in the mafia, and he took offense at something to it that I said. I was like making fun of something like that, and then he, then I think I was making fun of him in a way. I'm not really harsh about that. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. really, I mean, I like to do it. I do it a lot, but I'm not like I'm not an insult comic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I like to mess with people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. That's a difference. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to like be mean yeah. unless someone actually comes at me with that kind of energy. Yeah. Well, mine, mine is more like just just making fun of people. It's hard mm-hmm. to see, but if you go on if you go on my Instagram and look at my mm-hmm. videos on my Instagram, yeah, my Instagram again is Tim Young Live, just mm-hmm. like my website. Yeah. So make sure that you don't go to the other clips. And mm-hmm. look at my clips on there. All those clips are me messing around with people. It's mm-hmm. not me doing any material really. Mm-hmm. You'll see what I'm doing. It's like kind mm-hmm. of good nature. The whole audience is in on it. And the person who's being made fun of is also mm-hmm. in on it. I can see that they're yeah. laughing. Or I don't keep going with it because I don't want them to get like angry. You know? Yeah. Like this guy. Like yeah, what did you say when like you made that joke about the mafia? I can't remember exactly what I said. But he got this guy got so upset that he stood up and he was probably six or seven feet from the stage mm-hmm. and he whipped off his belt he took his belt off mm-hmm. and then he grabbed the, the end that doesn't have the buckle and he started swinging it around in a circle like a lasso <laughs> and with the buckle and he was trying to hit me with the, bu- with the buckle end of it Jeez. like he literally was trying to whip me with the buckle did anyone like tackle him down or anything well thankfully new york city has uh people in the club mm-hmm. usually the good clubs they have people to deal with people bouncers. like Bouncers. So yes, you could call them bouncers. The mm-hmm. best clubs have bouncers. Mm-hmm. And then the other pe- the other clubs, the wait staff, it's like a sign to deal with people like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it can happen quickly or it mm-hmm. may not happen for like 30 seconds. It may mm-hmm. not happen for a minute. Some clubs, it may not happen at all. You may not get saved. You have to mm-hmm. deal with it yourself. But usually if someone's physically, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is rare, mm-hmm. uh, but that guy did try to whip me with the cell phone. I've only seen. I've only seen um one comedy show um well live and there and um there was a heckler. I mean he was a mild heckler. Like he wasn't really that aggressive, but like um he was just more of like an oddball. Like he would say things to the comedian like you look like a frog. Like he would try to sound. Yeah very insightful no he really said stuff like that and he would sort of like go on like oh i was kicked out of my house when i was 16 so i lived around i got an apartment he actually said all this stuff so so then um the comedian went around and he was like has anyone else happened had this happened to them and there were only like 20 people in the audience and like four of them like yeah yeah i got kicked out of my house and the guy just like rambled on and on and it was just so odd. I didn't know that he was a heckler back then. Then I read an article, and anyone who interrupts you during your p- performance, whether it's positive or negative, they if they step over your punchline, they're a heckler. That is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. The, the person steps on your punchline, whether it's uh, mm-hmm. intentional or not, they're heckling yeah. you. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, sometimes I have a clip. You froze. 
it's it's titled Tim Young Deals with Strange Hecklers mm-hmm. yeah. or something like that. And it's exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. was a really weird guy in the crowd mm-hmm. with this mom. Mm-hmm. And he was saying like the weirdest things, like mm-hmm. really weird things. And he was saying at a really weird volume that was inappropriate mm-hmm. to the room. But you know what? If you just voice what the whole audience is usually mm-hmm. thinking, which yeah. the whole audience is also thinking, this is a really strange dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you voice that in a funny way, um, it becomes part of the show. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Not only that, the reason I like hecklers and interacting with the mm-hmm. crowd is it, 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 it makes stand-up mm-hmm. unique in a way that only stand-up is unique. Mm-hmm. Meaning it's, it's happening in the room right mm-hmm. there. Um, you know, a movie is not happening right there. People pay 10 whatever, 50 bucks to see a movie, but the yeah. movie's happening on the screen. Mm-hmm. You can't interact with you. Mm-hmm. But a comedian, if something happens in the room, mm-hmm. somebody drops a tray of dishes or mm-hmm. or there's a weird heckler, you know, mm-hmm. you have to deal with it. There's yeah. no fourth wall. You know mm-hmm. what that phrase means? It's like, mm-hmm. actors don't pay attention mm-hmm. to the crowd. Mm-hmm. A comedian sometimes does their act, doesn't pay attention to the crowd. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, they're more like big theater acts. They don't mm-hmm. want to interact with the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, some comedians are all about it. Mm-hmm. You interact with the crowd and something mm-hmm. happens in the room. Someone makes a weird noise. Mm-hmm. Someone says something. I go right to it mm-hmm. and I try to make it part of the mm-hmm. show. Yeah. And that, and that makes the whole night feel like, oh, this is alive and happening right in front of us. Mm-hmm. It's unpredictable enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, um, like, I've always been wondering, it's like, so, since I've only seen one comedy show in person in my life, like, are hecklers, like, do they do it, like, is they usually, like, in heckler every night, like, when you perform, or what? I wouldn't say no. I would say no, there's not a heckler every night. Um, not, not usually. It depends on the kind of comedy you're doing. Mm-hmm. If you're just doing, you know, if you're you're doing straight jokes and you're just mm-hmm. telling jokes and jokes and jokes mm-hmm. and it's more like a monologue mm-hmm. you know you, your interaction with the crowd is going to be laughter they're mm-hmm. laughing you're telling jokes they're mm-hmm. laughing you're telling jokes mm-hmm. if you're going to go into the, if you're going to go into the crowd and do what we call crowd work mm-hmm. yeah um, and if it's clever and interactive and original um you're going to get some weird responses and you mm-hmm. might actually activate the hacker yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah. A might appear that wouldn't mm-hmm. appear otherwise mm-hmm. because you're you're mm-hmm. stirring the yeah. pot. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. You're like sticking your hand mm-hmm. to the hornet's mm-hmm. nest. Yeah. And I kind of have an irresistible urge to do that sometimes. Yeah, I do that once. Like, um, well, I've performed only once in person, but I performed a few other times when I wasn't in person. But um, <clears throat> once I performed in person, and um. I actually did some crowd work. Um, I saw as um sort of um I have favorites, and that led me to vegans because I was like, oh um, because uh, my brother has two favorites. I hate them. I was rambling about them, and that led me to um speaking of um animals. What's the like dearest animal love or something like that? So then um what I was so uh, I was like any vegans here and. Uh, well, no, I, I was doing this joke about vegans then. I was like, any vegans here? And one and two people raised their hands. It was a son. It was like um, a, um, a guy and then his daughter. And like she was in his 20s. He was in his 50s. And like he raised his hand. Well, she raised her hand first and he, he raised his hand. It was like, oh, no, I'll take the blow. Don't you? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. 
Yeah, so that... Yeah, that's mm-hmm. funny. That's like a little taste of what mm-hmm. you, you know. Yeah. Going to the crowd can be like a really powerful tool mm-hmm. to have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, shows the, it shows the audience that you're not mm-hmm. so stuck in what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to go up yeah. there and say the same thing mm-hmm. the same way every night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good to have... It's good to have the timing of your jokes mm-hmm. work out. Mm-hmm. I think it's also good to be, and you'll learn this over time as you mm-hmm. perform in person and live and stuff. You, it's good to be flexible mm-hmm. so when something happens, you can kind of go off script mm-hmm. and then you find your way back to mm-hmm. the joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you weave the audience into the joke. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll ask, leading, I'll ask leading questions of people mm-hmm. and I'll use them to get to, to some material that mm-hmm. I want to talk to. Like yeah. you could have said, are there any... Are there any vegan ferret owners mm-hmm. in the crowd? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you have a joke about vegan ferret owners, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you can ask leading questions and you can mm-hmm. get yeah. And that makes it look like, mm-hmm. that makes it appear that mm-hmm. you're making it up on the spot, even mm-hmm. though you're not. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes an improver will get more, will get mm-hmm. bigger laughs because mm-hmm. the audience feels like yeah. it's, it's being made up right mm-hmm. on the yeah. spot, even though mm-hmm. it might not be. So you travel on the road a lot. So what's the craziest story from being on the road you have? <laughs> well, not this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but usually, yes, I mm-hmm. travel yeah. about 200 to 250 days of the year. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, and I, I do different things. Sometimes I'm at a club. Mm-hmm. I did colleges for about 10 years. And, mm-hmm. and those are different because those mm-hmm. are one night and somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Clubs are usually, you know, three seven mm-hmm. nights um, lately I've been doing a lot of cruises mm-hmm. which are you know you're going anywhere from a week to two weeks mm-hmm. on a cruise so those are different mm-hmm. uh, roads quote unquote mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah uh, the, the craziest road <laughs> what do you want to know um so I want to know so you've been on the road a lot what's the craziest story from being on the road oh, man I don't think I can tell that to a 12 year old mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, it's fine. No, no, no. I have I have crazy stories that, that mm-hmm. are like PG PG thirteen ish. I'm mm-hmm. sure you've heard worse on the internet. Yeah, I'm not gonna get that mm-hmm. get that yeah. crazy on your podcast. So, um, you were one time, mm-hmm. one time. My friends and I went out after after doing this like gorilla. We were doing this gorilla advertising campaign, mm-hmm. and we went out. And we did something really, really juvenile, but it made mm-hmm. us laugh really hard. Mm-hmm. And it said, we we went to, to Burger King, I think, or mm-hmm. McDonald's, and they, you know, the sign they have out front with the letters in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they can change the letters mm-hmm. around to, to whatever special they're mm-hmm. having. And they had this special called the Angus Burger. Mm-hmm. And, and we... We climbed up to that thing. We had to put one of us on each other's shoulders. Oh, geez. And to take out the letters, right? Mm-hmm. Because usually they have a big pole that takes mm-hmm. those letters out, and mm-hmm. then they put new letters in. But we climbed up really high to take the letter out. And we took out the G, and we scooted the other letters together. Mm-hmm. And so it said, anus burgers are here. Oh, okay. And it was really juvenile. We just thought that was really funny. Mm-hmm. And we watched as the cars would drive by and, like, stare at the sun for a second. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That's, that's super, super juvenile, but we were just so tired. How long did it take to do that? It took us like, no, it took us like 10 minutes. But it took the, the manager, I think, like two two hours for them to figure out that it was, <laughs> oh, that it was changed. 
I try to make it a movement. I put it online. I try to get other people to do it. But it didn't catch on. Oh yeah. My disappointment. I I used I like did this thing. I when I was like younger, I did this thing. I posted this YouTube video like let's get fedoras back in style, and I was like, oh yeah, this will totally blow up, but it didn't. I don't know why I did <laughs> stuff like that back then. As a little wise guy. Hey, it's worth a shot, right? <laughs> yeah. So um, they were in style at one point, right? Kevin Federline was wearing it. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is to you. Um, Britney what? Spears' old boyfriend. Wait, who? Britney Spears, her old boyfriend. You're not even old enough to, okay. <laughs> to know that reference. Okay, so um, you were on NBC's last comic stand-in. What was that like? That was weird for me because that was my first like big national TV mm-hmm. exposure. Yeah. And I always feel weird when I, those big, big cameras are pointed at me mm-hmm. for some reason. Yeah. You know, those big studio TV cameras? Have you seen them? Yeah, like, I've seen I've them. Seen of, of, like, any of the late-night shows. They're mm-hmm. all those big rolling wheels, and they're huge. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, those made me nervous. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it showed on, on, on screen, but mm-hmm. for some reason, those huge cameras always made me, like, have anxiety. And, mm-hmm. I, and I, I'm pretty relaxed on stage mm-hmm. when there's no camera in the room. So... That was fun, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It gave me a lot of exposure. Mm-hmm. I think when it was on, I got recognized in the street and in stores mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a passing thing, you know? Mm-hmm. It happens and then it fades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it did teach me to, to, to try to get more comfortable in front mm-hmm. of a camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I started taping myself all the time. Mm-hmm. I would just tape every show of my own, even though it was my camera and I mm-hmm. wasn't showing it to anyone. Mm-hmm. Still got me used to performing mm-hmm. in front of a camera and not thinking about mm-hmm. the camera. Yeah. The okay. Yeah. You don't want to play to the camera. You just want mm-hmm. to be in the moment. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I remember when I was younger, I, like, for some reason, I took, like, this, like, um, thing for cable access, like, where me and other kids, like, could create, like, a four-minute skit. And, like, we would do in front of these things. And it was just, like, so bizarre, like, how hot it is and everything with all the lighting. There's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. Can you imagine what, what uh, you know, what Hollywood actors go through? There's a whole, uh, you know, I've seen that because I've been mm-hmm. extra on some movies. And mm-hmm. I had a little tiny part in one of Adam mm-hmm. Sandler's movies once. Mm-hmm. So I got to see a lot of behind the scenes mm-hmm. on a movie set. And it's like really crazy. There's mm-hmm. so many lights, so many cameras, mm-hmm. so many people standing around. Mm-hmm. 30, 40, 50 people. Mm-hmm. All looking at you, and it's mm-hmm. all like action, and you have to get it right. And then, yeah, you know, they do many, many takes, but still, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff. I never really enjoyed that kind mm-hmm. of environment because mm-hmm. it's like be funny, be right now, perform, create right yeah. now mm-hmm. this moment. It's like the stage is like that too, but mm-hmm. it's more like a disposable mm-hmm. art form where you can yeah. make mistakes and mm-hmm. you can recover from mm-hmm. things that aren't funny, mm-hmm. you just keep flowing with mm-hmm. the moment, and mm-hmm. you know. It's all, yeah. It's all fun to play. Mm-hmm. So actually, um, I actually um 
create a lot of con- um, questions for the other guy. Um, so, um, yeah, I, bet. <laughs> I thought that when when you when you started going off about his his credits, quote unquote, I was like, oh no, he researched the other tip. Yeah, so I'm um, actually um I thought this interview would be longer, but I sort of ran out of all the questions. <laughs> You're out of questions. Huh? <laughs> yeah. So um. That's okay, man. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to know about comedy or anything like that? Uh, I mean, you're just getting started. You know? you well, gotta, I've actually been you doing so much. You get on stage; it's gonna be great. I've actually um, I've been doing this for about a year. Mhm. Mhm. And what made you want to do the podcast? Um, create the podcast to do this podcast episode. No, create the whole podcast. Um. Well, I it, I was just like sitting down one morning. Well, not one morning, like one afternoon. It was like, it was like last May, and I was just like bored. I mean, the quarantine was just beginning, so I had nothing really to do. So I just downloaded this app called Anchor, so I could start a podcast. And I was think I was coming up with ideas of what to start it about. I was like, should I do this? Should I do that? And then I created one where I do um short rants, like funny rants mm-hmm. and then I stopped that mm-hmm. a little bit ago to start doing interviews because I was like oh I know all these comedians I can just have a ton of comedians on yeah I know it's a good idea man you can mm-hmm. you know social media podcast mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. kind of thing if you have uh if you get a big following it online mm-hmm. you know, that translates to people coming to see you at the mm-hmm. club yeah so you're on the right track with that yeah thanks so um Goodbye and have a great day. Thanks, Huston. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me on. Bye. Take care, man. You too.